Now let's take a look at small cap picks. And Eric Kuby is with us. Eric Kuby is Chief Investment Officer, North Star Investment Management. Thank you so much for being with us. So we always take a look at the Russell. We always love to talk about the small caps um, in many ways over the last decade or so. I mean, they certainly haven't been exciting for shareholders in some ways. They haven't served exactly the same, but there's always winners to speak of. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the group. Yeah, so great point. The, the group is a big group and there's lots of losers as well as winners. And uh, But there are incredible, incredible bargains here. Um, we've been running this strategy, these small cap strategies for a quarter of a century. And I, I just can't recall there being so many good companies are trading at really, really terrific entry prices. So I think that uh, this is a good time, uh, as Baron said uh, last week, for people to go shopping and look for some small cap bargains. Right. And so, I mean, the purpose of small caps, there is a purpose. This is why we say a diversified portfolio. Uh, you know, it's everything from the, how they borrow money, their exposure abroad, things like that. You know, if you have a strong U.S. dollar, it, I mean, you have to, you can't have all large cap growth in your portfolio, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, exactly right. That's a great point. I mean, I think that there is a place in people's portfolios for these companies. They are very domestic oriented. A lot of them have really good balance sheets and they do kind of march to a different drummer than a lot of your other stocks, they're often disconnected. So again, I think that, uh, again, you could go back to 2020, when over those, from 20 to uh, 2000, from 2000 to 2002, you know, when you had a big yeah. sell-off in, in those co big companies, you know, small caps did really, really, really well. This could be a similar setup. Mm-hmm. I want to go through, I mean, you have some great notes here, um, carparts.com and, and Boot Barn and some other um, opportunities, things that have been beaten down. Tell me a little bit about more what you're telling investors they should consider. Yeah, so it's actually a really great follow-up to the last guest talking about the, the Best Buy earnings and the Target earnings and the Walmart earnings. So, so Boot Barn, on the other hand, came out with earnings really just, just last week. They, they were up, uh, their earnings were up 96%. Their sales were up almost 50%. They raised their guidance. They doubled their total addressable market. The stock, uh, as you can see from the chart you're looking at, has, has, has dropped from 128 to 72. It was $90 two weeks ago when they came out with these earnings. So it's getting kind of caught in with this retail sell-off. And it's just not the case for them. They're they're doing great. So again, I think that's a, this is an incredible price, uh, you know, to to get involved with Boot Barn, which is, has terrific momentum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, CarParts.com I think is an interesting one, particularly today where we got the latest print that people are keeping their cars longer, 12 years now. Um, tell right. me a little bit about that one. Yeah, car parts has been one of our favorites for the last couple of years, ever since they had a, a management change of terrific guys who came in and, you know, all the technology and just consolidated their websites, improved the, the user experience. Again, have been building distribution centers, growing the company rapidly. They just had their best quarter ever. Um, again, uh, they have uh, a new distribution center that they're just opening up down in, in uh, Jacksonville now that's going to give them another... 15 to 20% growth. And as you indicated, 
know, this is a huge market. There's a lot of old cars on the road with parts that are breaking down that need to be replaced. And this is the most cost-effective way for a consumer to get a replacement part is, you know, is through carparts.com. Yeah. So they, I think, yeah. terrific position, great business. When you see these stocks down 30, 40%, and we'll get to Johnson Outdoors and Lakeland Industries, because Johnson Outdoors is down 35%, and, um, you know, Lakeland's down 20%. All these names that have been beaten down, are you saying that uh, these names probably have upside of 10%, 15% in the next 12 to 18 months? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the upside's much, much more significant than that. I mean, I don't know that they're going to retrace, you know, to the highs. I don't think that necessarily you're going to see the Johnson Outdoors back at 150 or car parts at 20, you know. But I think that I think that the just to get, I, I think to retrace half those losses would be very, very realistic. Uh, so I think there's enormous upside. These stocks have gotten way, way too inexpensive. Um, and again, they're, they're broken down to the companies that are doing great, which like the car parts and, and the boot barn that we talked right. about, or companies like Johnson Outdoors that you mentioned or, or uh, Lakeland, you know, where they actually had, you know, not great quarters, but they're coming off of record years. And, and those two, incidentally, during those record years, I mean, Lakeland is an example, which makes you know, uniforms, you know, where, uh, surf or, or Johnson Outdoors, I'll start with. Johnson Outdoors has been an incredible right. company. Their, their fishing business, their have been great. They've got record demand. They just couldn't get the, the like a lot of other companies, the electronics to make the deliveries. So the demand was really strong. There's there isn't any competitive product taking away market share. Johnson Outdoors has over 120 million dollars in cash on the balance sheet, no debt. They're growing in the camping area. Or they're trying to do the same thing in camping that they did in fishing, and I think they're going to be successful. Uh, I wow. think they earned. Yeah. Go ahead. I was yeah. just going to say they earned you like dollars and cents last year, and and you know again if you put a twelve multiple on that, it's a hundred dollars stock. It's at sixty. BGSF is another one you have in there, which is down about 12% year to date. It has uh, workplace solutions from accounting and software and things like that, technology to help folks along. But I think the better and more important question, and I'm glad you brought us specific names because those are helpful to our viewers for our names to watch or maybe dabble in, things like that. Uh, but is there a red flag sometimes? Because small caps can be um, volatile, they can be risky. They may not have the financial backing like sometimes some of these big guys do. Is there, is there a red flag that generally you notice that you say, oh, I'm going to stay away from this small cap because? Yeah. Or is it more of a market great. indicator? Yeah, I mean, so, the, the, so yes, the answer is that the Russell 2000, which is the index that people tend to uh, look at when they look at small caps, is full with companies that are have, that are losing money. Over half the companies don't have any net income. A lot of them have bad balance sheets. So there's a lot of risk out there. And again, that's why we we preach stock selection, whether it's like the North Star funds, which of course we love, you know, which focus on stock selection or or just any any strategy that's actually looking for those those bargains within the small cap area. So that you stay away from the really risky stocks, you know, that are, you know, that that potentially have huge downside risk where they have bad balance sheets. And we see a lot of companies that are 
they, they, they're losing money. And what's happening right now in the market is the capital markets are closed, you know, for these companies to, to raise new money right now. So again, you know, it's very dangerous for money losing companies in this environment. But the very strong So my final thought here is, I know you're here to talk about small caps, but I do think there is a correlation. Sometimes you'll have small caps uh, being a safe haven a little bit, sometimes when others are a little more exposed. But the truth is, um, the market is the market. And, right. there is, you know, it's all risk on, it's all risk off. How are you feeling about the market in the next six to 12 months? Big picture. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very. I mean, it'd be great to have a great answer to that question. I mean, but I, I think that I think that I feel like a lot of damage has been done. A lot of pessimism has been priced into the market. I mean, you have had really the worst start of the year, pretty much in a hundred years. This is a terrible market. Lots of a uh, lots of uh, damage has been done. Historically, when you get to these levels of pessimism, you find a, a bottom. I, I know that they're saying that. You know, there's only been three times when the market's been this bad for this many weeks, and usually there's a very substantial rally after that. I think what's different right now is that it's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be a struggle just because the the issues that are plaguing the market have right. not been resolved. And I think until I think when you see resolution of the of the supply chains, I think when you see resolution of the, of the issues related to energy prices and the war, I think as inflation starts to abate, I think that the market's going to really take off. But I think until then, you're going to get what you, what we've seen recently is you know, a lot of volatility, a lot of up days followed yeah. by down days. We'll see irrational. It's going to be rough, but it'll be ultimately be good. Yeah, so we better be ready for a wild ride, it sounds like. Well, Eric Kuby, thank you. Chief Investment Officer, North Star Investment Management Corp. Thanks.